Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1507. No complex problem is solved well in isolation. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. I'm revved up and so excited to share with you today a very special guest calling in from just north of me in Seattle, Washington, Ed Peterson. Ed Peterson is the CEO at Wrench. He studied history and business at Whittier College, where he graduated, and then went on to become an entrepreneur. Ed participated in founding multiple technology and data companies before he founded Wrench about four years ago in January 2016. Ironically, he did not come from the automotive industry. His entire background was in technology. Ed recognized that there was a need in the auto repair industry for a newer, more efficient whole process of car repair and maintenance needed to uh, introduce technology and data into this sector for consumers. Hence, a wrench was born, and he has disrupted the industry in many interesting ways, which we're going to learn about. I love disruptors, so this is going to be fun. Ed, we'll be back in just a minute to bring you into the show. But first, let's hear from some valued sponsors that make Cars Yeah! possible. Hey, Cars Yeah! I'm a huge fan of Covercraft. I've protected my vehicles with their products for decades. Want to keep your vehicle's interior looking new? It's easy with Covercraft seat covers. They'll protect your seats from the daily abuse of pets, children, weekend adventures, and even those everyday spills. It's a fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. All Covercraft seat covers are easy-on, easy-off design that are machine washable. You can choose from many fabric options, colors, and accessories, all designed and carefully sewn for your special vehicles. Their seat gloves are semi-custom fit for cars and trucks, and their seat savers, a favorite of mine, are custom-tailored to fit your seats like a glove. Work truck seat covers are tough, durable, denim-weight fabric. It's like putting a pair of rugged jeans on your truck's seats. Want to stay warm? Covercraft also offers seat heaters. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com and tell them Mark at Cars yeah sent you. That's Covercraft.com. Are you a Cars yeah subscriber? If you're not, go to CarsYeah.com, click on the free book button, and I'll send you my free filler-up book. It's a very cool book I created of fuel filler fun, some very cool imagery, and great quotes from past guests here on Cars Yeah. Plus, you'll get my weekly email follow-up and my weekly blog. Just go to CarsYeah.com, click on the free book button, and I'll send it to you right away. Thanks for subscribing. Hey, Ed, welcome to Cars Yeah. Are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Absolutely. I think we'll have some fun today. Before we jump into some of the questions, uh, could you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? I find it really fascinating that you come from the tech side but now you're in the automotive sector and, you know, tech is involved and come into so many aspects of life. My guess just yesterday, we talked about how the pizza industry really was revolutionized by tech. So tell us a little bit about yourself. We'll go in more in depth with Wrench in a moment, but uh, tell us where you come from. Yeah, no, geez, great question. And, and, and you're right. I mean, I do love cars. I, you know, have always been fascinated by them, but 
to your point, I did not come from, you know, BMW labs or uh, somewhere back in Detroit where I, you know, saw a opportunity in this industry that was, uh, had been kind of in the back of my mind for decade on decades. Really have a background in uh, identifying fun problems that I think could be solved using technology, you know, and then bringing new ways of thinking about things and new ways to solve those problems to market. And whether that's direct to consumers or direct to businesses, and really kind of looking at things from how can you reinvent processes. And I think this was a, a great, a great example of that. I mean, it's an enormous space. I mean, the car industry is just huge. You know, if you think about what we're trying to do, you know, the basic way, there's so much awesome technology going on in the auto industry right now, whether oh, yeah. it's EVs or whether it's autonomous vehicles and, you know, safety things. And I mean, it is all over the place. There's just a really a lot of great stuff going on. One of the things that has not really changed, though, is how you deal with the basic maintenance and repair of a vehicle. And how do you actually streamline that process? And, you know, I always kind of joke, you will never meet. This person does not exist who says, oh, I just love dealing with taking my car to the shop or to the dealer or wherever. Yeah, it just yeah, it just doesn't exist. And so we kind of looked at it from that side and said, can we figure out a better way to solve that problem? And so, you know, and it does go back to that, you know, the history of sort of the, the crew that we have that started Wrench has a history of looking at new ways to deal with specific problems, whether it's in the, in the data world, whether it's in the, in the HR world, employment screening, you know, I've got a, a history of building companies that change the way existing processes work. Yeah, I love this. Well, we're going to learn a lot more about Wrench. Before I ask you a first question, though, here, what's one little thing that maybe most people don't know about you, Ed? Boy, uh, great. Another good question. What is one thing that most people don't know about me? I would think that one of the funniest things is you do not want me to be the person coming to your vehicle to do the maintenance. (laughs) Well, (laughs) I'll tell our listeners, we had a little technical fun when when we called in today. We were having a couple challenges, which happens with Skype and headsets and so forth. And and you said that. And I, you know what I think is really interesting about that is a lot of people think with business is you have to be an expert in that sector. But this day and age with technology, that's not really true. Yeah, I think that's right. I mean, I, you know, and I, I say that is, is part out of admiration or respect for just the technicians. Being a technician is really hard. Fixing a vehicle is hard. You think about a car and it is one of the most technologically advanced pieces of equipment on the planet. a lot of parts to a car. Boy, are there, right? And you really have to know what you're doing, right? And so we hire our technicians to make sure that they have a support network that allows them to be successful. And, uh, you know, that's one of the things that we really focus on. And so as I say that in jest, I I, I really mean that, you know, I, I mean, my comment of, yes, I am not a technician. I understand the processes of how to make them successful and how to use technology to streamline and and create efficiencies for both the technician and the vehicle owner. But yeah, you, uh, I am not an ASC certified technician. (laughs) I'm going to keep you from uh, under my hood of my car. You know, I just took my wife's car in uh, last week to have some service done and our local BMW dealer here, uh, BMW Northwest, Manfred Sharmock, I bought multiple cars from him. He runs a great business down there. We bought Mini Coopers from him, BMWs. And even he's really embraced it too, because now the way you connect with your service representative, it's much easier, more streamlined. They text you things. 
They even text you the bill. So before you come in, you can pay your bill. So you don't even have to deal with the person there. They've got kiosks set up there now. Um, I was kind of joking with my service tech because uh, representative because I thought, well, they're going to try to get rid of you. Is that what's going on? He kind of went, well, maybe that's what they're doing. And I said, well, I, I like talking with people, I like coming in and talking with the people. But a lot of people want to streamline this so that they don't have to. You see it in grocery stores with self-checkouts and so forth. For folks that are okay with that, there you go. So things are definitely changing. Let me ask you this. I'd love for you to share a mantra or a success quote, something that has meaning for you. It's a nice way to get the wheel spinning here or the wrench is turning on a wrench here today. So Ed, grab, I won't tell you to grab a wrench. I'll tell you to grab the wheel. Yeah, I think, you know, if you look at one of the philosophical statements we always make around wrench as a company is that no complex problem is solved well in isolation. I really think that is something that we try to embrace in the company where complex problems of which this is a wildly complex problem uh, to solve really needs a diverse uh, group of people providing input and creativity on how to best solve uh, and come up with solutions. I love it. It's really cool. Well, let's jump into Wrench. I would love for you to share with the listeners here a lot more about this business. What is it? What do you guys do? What services do you provide? How do people interact with you as a consumer? So tell us all about Wrench. Yeah, Wrench is, uh, it really is, we started the goal with Wrench to really remove the hassle of auto maintenance and repair or vehicle maintenance and repair. There were four kind of legs to the stool, if you will, that we looked at. One was really a fragmented industry. You know, there's 275,000 independent shops in the U.S. The average one has like two points, a little north of two technicians in it. Whenever you see uh, fragmentation, we always think there's an opportunity to consolidate and create brand consistency. And so whether you're in Miami or whether you're in Seattle, you will have the same experience with Wrench. And so that consolidation opportunity was something we really, really thought was interesting. The other thing we looked at was even when you, and it's a little bit of what you just uh, talked about, it's there's very few industries that have a lower customer satisfaction rating than the maintenance and repair industry. And even at the dealer side, where you're right, there are dealers that treat you really, really well. It's just still really a hassle to get the vehicle there. It's just, it is a huge time commitment. And they are becoming further and further removed from urban areas. You just can't afford to have a dealer in downtown Seattle or downtown San Francisco anymore. It doesn't, the math does not work. And so, we looked at you know the customer satisfaction. That must mean that there's a better way to do it, or people want to have this done a better way. So we looked at that, and then you know the other things we kind of looked at were a bit of what you just talked about with you know the grocery store. I wanted to talk to anyone, and, and I call it I refer to it as just sort of this culture of convenience that has come about. Which the the tip of the spear there was Uber, right? I want to be able to hit a a, a a button on my phone and have a vehicle show up and give me a ride somewhere without ever thinking about it, right? And, but that's gone into, to your point, grocery delivery, food delivery, online movies, and, you know, it goes on and on. And, and I think this is, again, another one of those things where this culture of convenience, where people expect that I want to have an expert in, to come to me on my time in my location to solve my problem. That really was another big pillar that we, we looked at. And then 
The other one, and I always say this, it's sort of funny because I'm looking out the window at endless towers of Amazon right now in downtown Seattle, oh, yeah. and it just goes forever, it seems. And one of the things, when you think back when Amazon Prime originally came about, the big selling point was you will get two-day delivery. You know, we will, if you buy something on Amazon, we guarantee you will have it in two days. And now it is, if you buy something on Amazon today, I will get it to you this, this morning. I will get it to you this afternoon. I know. It's incredible. And it's unbelievable. And, and all the retailers are really following suit. So what does that mean? It means that you have to have a very large light duty, last mile fleet to deliver all of these goods. And so we really are seeing just an explosive expansion on these fleet, uh, uh, on, the, on these fleet vehicles that are out there to, to service people. And so it's one of the things that we kind of looked at and said, boy, if you're driving a lot and you're a fleet, you need maintenance and repair. You need a maintenance and repair software system right. that will manage that process for you. Yeah, it's fascinating to me. And I just had uh, a senior VP from Hire Car on the show yesterday. And you look at how they are changing the market, where if you want to have a job driving people around, you don't even do it in your own car anymore. You can go rent a car and drive that car. But you think about those cars have to be serviced because they're out there on the road all the time. I sit here. I live down at Gig Harbor south of you. It's a lot quieter down here than Seattle. But three, four times a day, an Amazon Prime vehicle drives up my cul-de-sac. There's nine houses on my street. I don't know what all my neighbors are buying. I They bring something here every day for my wife as well. But it's it's fascinating. So again, that success has opened up opportunity for rent. So let me ask you this. As a, a guy, let's say I just mentioned I just had my car service. Let's say I, and it is, it's kind of a pain. I got to get there. They've got to loan me a car. If they don't have one, they got to lift me back or Uber me back home. Then I got to go back and I got to cross the bridge and pay the tolls. And it's all this stuff that eats up my time. And time is our most valuable asset. You're providing a time-saving service. So if I wanted you to work on my vehicle, how does the process work? Yeah, you go. It's, it's actually quite simple, right? You go to wrench.com. You can enter your license plate in and we will figure out what type of car you have from there, from that simple information. Um, and then if you know what is wrong, we will give you an instant price quote on, you know, you have a, a mileage based service, a, preve- you know, a, a preventative maintenance uh, service that has to be done. We will give you a quote, allow you to schedule it, and we will come to you to perform that service. If you do not know what is wrong, we have a diagnostic wizard that really is a conversational AI engine. And what it, the goal of this is to figure out what's wrong with your car in under six questions without ever seeing the vehicle. That's one of the big pieces of technology that we think is pretty cool that we're continuing to build and build and build. And so you step through that process, though, you get an instant price quote. We figure out, you know, once we've identified what's wrong, we figure out, all right, what's required to fix it? How long will it take? You know, how much does it cost? We give you that quote. We then allow you to schedule that. And then we show up with a technician, a hire. They are not contractors. This is not someone that we have just kind of connected you with. This is a hired technician that works for Wrench. That's important because, you know, fixing cars is difficult and sometimes things go wrong. We stand behind all the work with a 12-month, 12,000-mile warranty, and those technicians are from Wrench. And so we deploy the person to your location, home, office, another convenient location, and perform the service while you could be in the house making pancakes for the kids. And and so that really is the service. And then once it's done, you uh, get a report on either your app or on your account on, on the site, and you can uh, you have your wrench garage, if you will, 
that will manage all of the records for your vehicles. Very cool. Well, that's fascinating. I, you know, again, I love disruptors. And uh, we mentioned that in our pre-show chat. I love the fact that there's people coming up with all these new ideas. And it really is about time saving these days. I look at people like my, my kids. My daughter lives up near you, San, Seattle. My son lives in San Francisco. They're working all the time. Their lives are so different than mine. You know, my wife quit her career to stay home and raise the kids. I go off to work every day and so forth. They're busy, 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 and they come home and there's dinner is waiting for them at their door. I mean, back when I was young, who would ever thought of that? You could maybe go to a drive-thru or those silly things when I was a kid called TV dinners that were probably horribly bad for us. I I thought they were cool because they're in a metal tray, you know? (laughs) My mom rarely ever bought them. We had a beggar to buy them because she said, well, this isn't fresh. We're not going to eat this. But everything, I mean, the stuff you can get today, it's incredible. I mean, we're living in an incredible time frame here for opportunity. So I'm really excited to share what you guys are doing with us. Let's take a short break and thank our sponsors. And we'll be right back with another question here talking with Wrench. Wonderful opportunity for you guys that need your cars fixed. We'll be right back. My favorite collector car magazine is Keith Martin's Sports Car Market. I've been a subscriber for decades. Sports Car Market is the Wall Street Journal for the enthusiast and the collector. It's your monthly must-read whether you dream of owning a collector car, have two cars, or 200. Sports Car Market has been around for 31 years, and it's filled with valuable articles, intelligent write-ups, and the latest auction sales. Go to sportscarmarket.com and subscribe today. Plus, you'll get the exclusive SEM guide to restoration shops included for free. At checkout, use the code CARSYEAH and receive a 50% discount on your digital subscription. It's an exclusive offer from me here at Cars Yeah. I'm Mark Green, and I love Sports Car Market Magazine. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah. And I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah! podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at com or connect with me through the Cars Yeah! website at com. If you're listening to Cars Yeah, you've probably spent some time working on your favorite ride. But how confident are you working on your finances? You may be able to rebuild a fuel injection system, but can you decipher the details of a mutual fund? If you're like me, investments, insurance, annuities, budgeting, and other financial concepts may seem a bit daunting. But what if I told you there's a book that describes these subjects and more in an easy-to-read and a very humorous way? My friend Chris Kimball, CFP, a longtime sponsor and past guest here on Cars yeah, has written that book, and it's titled The Saga of Ike and Penny, a couple's humorous journey through the confusing world of finance. It's a fun look at things you need to know, everything from investing to effective ways to get rid of credit card debt, and it's probably the only book on finance with a VMAX on the front cover and a classic Mini Cooper on the back. The book's available at Amazon for just $10, and this book will dramatically improve the direction of your financial future. I gave copies to each of my children. All securities are through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Christopher Kimball Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Get your copy, The Saga of Ike and Penny, today. All right, Ed, we're back. I have a bit of a challenge for you. I want to talk to you about or ask you to share a big challenge or even a big failure that you faced in your life somewhere along the line. Not so much to drum up some pain, 
but more about the learning lesson from that experience and how it helped you move forward in a positive way. So take us down a road. Yeah, well, that's a, a great kind of line. I think one of the biggest challenges that you always have is making sure that as you scale, that your communication infrastructure within a company is set up to scale and it gets harder and harder. I think one of the things that we struggled with a bit at Wrench was creating a system, creating a communication uh, infrastructure that allows us to manage a distributed workforce. Because if you think about Wrench, not only are we deploying, you know, we're in about 20 markets across the U.S. right now, as far away from Seattle as Miami, and it's on a different time zone. And so, you know, we have to make sure that we have communication systems implemented that allow people all over the place to be successful. And that's, as I said, not just technicians. There are service writers and customer support and people that are not in the home office of Wrench. And I think that, you know, in the beginning, we probably underestimated the complexity of that. And, and it took us a while to kind of bounce back. And I, and I think that uh, is something, though, over the last year, we've spent a tremendous amount of time building out these systems, building out these processes, and really trying to help with communication. And I think that it's better for our customers, both on the consumer side and on our fleet customer side. That is, I, I think, as I look back at Wrench and some of the learnings, probably some of the things that we probably underestimated the complexities with we underestimated how hard it is to truly run a distributed workforce. And it is hard. Uh, I can't even imagine. You know, I think about, you mentioned Amazon down, you know, they got a little presence there in Seattle, right? And, uh, <laughs> and you think about, since I've lived here, when I moved here 26 years ago, Amazon was this little bookseller guy that everybody kind of went selling books online. Uh, so what, you know, whatever. A little did we know, maybe the dream, maybe he didn't even know the dream he had in his head as he grew. You think about scaling that business. It's fascinating. So at any size level, what's maybe one thing you learned from that lesson that you could share with others who are maybe in a similar situation, either small or big, about scaling? Is there a way to envision what's coming? Can you think ahead that far? Yeah, I, I think you do. Yeah. And that's actually the answer I would give is you have to step back and take time to think ahead and think about how would this scale and how what things are going to be uh, needed because what you need as an infrastructure is very different when you have five or six or 10 people versus you know we have close to 200 and it's you know how the, the infrastructure and the communication tools and uh, all the processes that are required to make 200 people successful is really different than 10. And you have to think about that as soon as possible, let alone to your example of Amazon, who has, you know, it's a small country, basically, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's amazing. And my son works down in San Francisco for another small company called Google. And you look at the, you know, now that he works there, and there's a lot of things he can't share with me because of what he does there, but just the complexity and layers of that business that I didn't even know existed. Uh, I'm like, what? They do what? I, you know, it's just mind boggling to me. So yeah, it's a, it's definitely a big challenge. But you, you mentioned earlier, you were a car guy. So share a story with me that instigated this passion you have for cars. Is there a pivotal moment in your life 
when you knew you were a car guy? Yeah, uh, you know, growing up watching Formula One racing with my dad. I mean, that really is it, right? It's oh, yeah. the it's the pinnacle of of all auto racing. It's the most technically sophisticated vehicles, and it is by far the most uh, thoughtful, I think, race out there operationally. From I mean, just the data that goes into those vehicles to monitoring tire wear to, you know, uh, fuel to pit stops and the strategies that go into that race. I just find it fascinating. Yeah. And they're never changing. I mean, as the race evolves, all these elements create, it's not, you can't just go in there with a plan when they have a plan and expect it to stay the same. It's constantly changing. Oh my gosh, he pitted now. Okay. How do we have to, the complexities of formula one racing today, uh, even in the last 10 years are just, I mean, I, it's crazy. Yeah. It's, it's, crazy. it's unbelievable. You look at just the steering wheel on the car and <laughs> it's like a, it's like a supercomputer, right? I mean, yeah. They're, they're absolutely incredible. I got to spend uh, three days at the Ferrari factory and I was oh, in really? their, yeah. their cliente program where they have all these vintage formula one cars, everything going back to old to fairly new cars. And yeah, the steering wheels, looking at these steering wheels, even from cars that were year 2000, uh, which was the focus when I was there. The steering wheel alone, I mean, was so complex and so expensive and and so detailed. And I, I don't know. The drivers have so much to think about. I don't know. I don't know how they do it. It's amazing, right? It is amazing. It's really cool. Yeah. Well, how about your first really cool vehicle in your life? What was it? And maybe share a memory you have about that car. Yeah, boy. Uh, a 1966 Buick Skylark convertible. Okay, and that's kind of cool. It is cool. Still have it. It's uh, oh, you do. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's an amazing car. Even I can open the hood on that one and look around in the engine and kind of know what's going on, right? And yeah. So it's a fun car. It's a classic. You know, it's huge. As funny as that sounds, two doors. You know, probably oh, yeah. could, you know fit half of, uh, you know half of our company inside the car because it's so big, right? But you oh, know, yeah. it was a. You know, I think when they created that car, when it rolled off the, the line, it was, you know, a small car. <laughs> but, well, I know, you know, the cars of the 60s and even going into the cars of the 70s and some of those two-door convertibles they made, the Malays era cars were just, the hoods and the backs were so long. I mean, it's mind-boggling. But I think it's cool you still have that car. When did you first acquire it? So actually, as funny as it sounds, it was my parents. They bought it. Brand- oh, my gosh. So it were only owners. Yeah. So same family. That's pretty same rare. Same family. Yeah. 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 That's pretty cool. What color is it? It's blue. Blue. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. A light blue. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Cool. Well, I know living up here in the Northwest, having a convertible limits the times of the year you can drive it. But, <laughs> Very uh, true. But when it when the sun's out here, as you know, it's glorious. And so, yes. uh, yeah, take it up for a ride up in the mountains. It'd be a great car to cruise up to Leavenworth in. And that's right. That's enjoy, right. Enjoy a day. Yeah. Well, here's a very introspective question. I'm going to get in your head a little bit. I can tell you're an incredibly smart guy, fast-moving guy. I mean, always thinking, always thinking. So if Ed woke up tomorrow and he was a vehicle, you were actually manifested as a car. Not what you want to be, but how you perceive yourself as a vehicle, what would you be and why? Right now, probably the new Ferrari uh, 488, uh, you know, that's about to come off the line. Okay. Fast, <laughs> I like Ferraris. Well, yeah, fast moving, <laughs> new technology, always on the go. I mean, that makes sense with what you're doing right now. And uh, definitely Ferraris need a little service and maintenance. So Yeah, uh, that's true. Yeah, so that sounds good. All right, Ed, we're entering what I call the last lap. I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick Blips of that Ferrari throttle, which sound oh so nice. So here we go. 
How about a personal habit of yours that you believe has contributed to your many successes over time? Focus, uh, you know, and prioritization. Yeah. How about if I could arrange for you to sit down and have a drink with or a meal with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased? Enzo. Yeah, he'd be a character to sit down with. You know what I'd love? A lot of people answer with Enzo, and it would be cool to really get him to who the man was versus the persona that we all know, this rough, gruff guy that didn't care about drivers, only cared about cars, of who he really was. Yeah. That would be pretty fascinating. Um, How about the best automotive advice you've ever received? Probably from my grandfather and just continuing to maintain in the, the vehicle on a regular basis and not let things slide, you know, not ignore what the car is telling you. Yeah, you know, this is a, a pet peeve of mine. I'm I I'm a car nutcase, okay? And uh when my wife pulls her car out, we have a she has a 16-year-old BMW X5 and I always look down to see if there's any drips and uh, we had a little leak. The car's got 140 something, 60,000 miles on it. And uh, so I always get it fixed. And, and the problem was the windshield washer reservoir. And she goes, well, I never use that anyway. Why do we need to spend money on that? And I said, I can't stand for something to go wrong. To me, it becomes a cascade. It's like the broken window in the city. If you yes. leave the window broken, then more get broken. And I think you're right. You know, always getting the car services, doing the proper oil change, all that. That's why I have cars that last a long time uh, and will last a long time. So it's, you know, that motor oil is a cheap, cheap insurance policy for sure. So how about a great resource that you think our listeners would uh, in dial into that you go to every day? It could be an app, a website, or could be a little company I know called Wrench. Yeah, hey, there you go. You know, we'd, we'd love to have you come by the site every day. <laughs> um, Hopefully yeah, no, I don't I, need a car yeah, fixed. No, I, that's, I, I said that a little bit in jest, yes. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, as far I, I lead a lot. And, and I really think that is one of the critical things to staying out in front of trends and industries and so forth. And I mean, that's everything from, you know, technology publications like, you know, TechCrunch or GeekWire, which is up here in Seattle. And then, you know, to the Wall Street Journal and, and, and other publications like that where you can stay out in front of or at least believe you are staying out in front of industry trends and, and so forth so that you can kind of react to those in, in a little bit of a quicker fashion. Yeah, absolutely. Well, speaking of reading, is there a book that you've read recently you'd like to share? Boy, you know, we run, I run through a, a ton of different books. You know, the book that I reread actually, which is, is kind of interesting on an entrepreneur side is a shoe dog is, uh, is the Nike store. Yeah. And you know, it's a fun book to read. It really is. And uh, it's, it, I enjoyed it a lot. And I say that even as a Washington Husky fan, and I know there, you know, he's a, he's a, he's a duck, which is tough for us, but I will yeah. say all that aside, it's a fascinating it really is a fascinating uh, story because it really, I think, describes the struggles of building a company and how hard it really is. Yeah. And, I, and I thought that firsthand account of uh, and, uh, and the personal side of it was just remarkably well told. And, and there were just a lot of uh, great points to it. Yeah, it's a great story. It's kind of like reading the book about Steve Jobs. I mean, all these people that we see these days, and I mentioned this in an earlier show last week, 
we see like rock stars. And I just finished watching a couple of rock documentaries or documentaries. One was on uh, was Rocket Man, Elton John. Okay. Uh, the other one, of course, was just out about Queen, Freddie Mercury. I uh, just saw a show about Shia LaBeouf. The actor and just the the torment he went through is like horrible childhood. I mean, just horrible parents. And and a lot of these guys had these terrible beginnings, and we all see them. Uh, David Bowie's another one that struggled and struggled, and we all see the success, and we think it was always there, and it's never always there. There was always a start. So Shoe Dog, yeah, great story about Nike and building that business and the empire that it became and the the, the tipping points they went over, if you will. Yeah. To become successful. Great reference there. I'll remind our listeners you can find all these great things that Ed Peterson, S E N on the end, not Sun Sen, uh, has shared with us today on Cars yeah. Just go to carsyad.com, type in Ed or Ed Peterson, and that page will pop right up with all these great references. All right, we are up to the checkered flag here. Here's a fun question for you. Actually, it might be a little bit of a challenge. I'm gonna buy you any cool collector car on the planet today. Something fun to park in your garage and enjoy. But there are some rules to my game because I'm the financer here. So you got to stick to my rules. One is you can't pick the most expensive car and sell it to fund your business or buy a bunch of toys. <laughs> so that little trick for a smart guy like you is off the table. You have to keep it and I want you to drive it. No garage queens. But here's the kicker. It's the only cool car you can have. That means you can't keep the family heirloom there unless that's the car you want to keep and that's fine that way i don't have to buy you anything so what's it going to be california 250 uh ferrari oh gosh okay <laughs> uh, uh yeah so we right back to the ferrari path well you know what uh, we're recording this show a couple of days before amelia island and they've got a little auction going down there and i believe they have one of those for sale Either really Oh, I didn't yeah, know. I think yeah. they do. They, they are expensive. I've never, I've never actually seen one. <laughs> I mean, well, I've, I've had the pleasure of seeing them. I've ridden in some. I've never been able to drive one, but um, yeah, they're very expensive cars. That's for sure. But that's okay, you know, Ed. I'll uh, since we're recording this a week ahead, um, I'll just call my friends there at the auction house and uh, throw some bids in there for you, and we'll that get would that. Be <laughs> Would you like that? <laughs> as long as you're paying. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And, uh, you know, I know I know a guy named Akil Haggerty who will ensure that for you. So okay, okay. Uh, no problems. But uh, I'll get to work on that. Yeah, those are delightful cars. They're, they're one of those iconic brand cars out there, if you will. So I'm glad you picked something kind of fun. Again, a convertible. So there's a trend here in your family of having convertible. So I'll get to work. It's even in a beautiful Rosso Red, I believe. So uh, we'll get to work on that. Ed, you've taken us on a great ride today. I've really enjoyed your stories. I want to thank you for sharing your journey and Wrench's journey with the listeners here. So one little parting piece of wisdom or guidance you would offer us before you drive off into the sunset in that beautiful 250 Ferrari. Follow your dream. You know, uh, don't be deterred. Yeah. And I think the the passion for following what you believe in and and what you want to build and what you want to do in life is, you know, as we've discussed is nothing is easy. It's, it's hard work, but uh, stick with it and continue to follow those dreams. Yeah. Don't give up. What's the best way for people again, to learn more about your company, Wrench? Wrench Wrench.com. It's that simple. Go to wrench.com. There is a, a lot of information about our processes and, and, and our service areas and, yeah, we would love to uh, to help anyone out uh, with their maintenance and repair needs on their vehicles. There you go. I think it's an absolutely fantastic disruptor in the industry. So kudos to you and your team for what you guys do. Again, listeners, you can find everything on Ed's show notes page or just go to wrench.com. Really easy to find. Oh, this is a really cool idea. Ed, thanks for being so generous today. 
with your time, your expertise, and sharing your life with us. Until you and I talk again, or I need to repair, I'll see you down the road. Thanks very much. It was great to be here. You're welcome. Hey, Cars Yow listeners, this is Mark Green. If you love the Cars Yow podcast, I have something new for you. I've teamed up with Keith Martin, a collector car market expert and the editor of Sports Car Market Magazine to create the Buy, Sell, Hold podcast. Buy, Sell, Hold is the essence of collecting. Together, we take you on an educational ride into the collector car market, talking with industry experts, helping you navigate your collector car journey so you know when to buy, sell, hold. We talk with seasoned experts, who buy, sell, and hold investment vehicles, and they'll share their insider secrets on how they make their buying decisions when it comes to making these important investments. You'll find the Buy, Sell, Hold podcast on the Cars yeah! website, on the Sports Car Market website, and if you're a podcast app subscriber to Cars yeah! Buy, Sell, Hold will come right to your mobile device, just like the Cars yeah! podcast, automatically. Join Keith Martin and me on a great new venture on the Buy, Sell, Hold podcast today. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah. Yeah.